not the footy show. show. Forward sizzle. Then obviously Kevy. Who's he keeping the seat warm for, if anybody? G'day everybody, welcome to episode 280 of Not The Footy Show, it's season 2023, Roberto Cocksmith, I'm Warwick Nicholson, mate, the teams have, that have been done already on the uh, roster and recruitment deep dives, they've been successful, people have watched them, mm. but they won't care about the Brisbane Broncos anymore mate, because what happened to them? They were once the glamour club of rugby league and now no one seems to care unless you live in Brisbane, what's going on? They seem to have lost lost their shine a little bit, haven't they? Yeah. Um and I'm not t- sure sure about the timeline. I mean, when do you think that they lost their sh- – when do you think that they started to to dip a little bit? Well, they got what rid of Benny after mm-hmm. that grand final and then um, – well, sorry, they got rid of Benny and that was pretty acrimonious circumstances. But they'd also brought him back after realising they'd made the mistake of getting rid of him in the first place. To me, yeah. it's that shine. It's once, once Bennett moved on, they also decided that they had a, a genius to replace him. And that didn't go that fantastically well. But I think that the 2015 grand final, if they win that, I think they stay above, stay up in that that glamour club level. Losing that Mm. sort of put them into that sort of back burner element. And you saw the Melbourne Storm and uh, Roosters in particular, you know, take that that gap and take that, that role from them. And then obviously Penrith now. So I think it's more a case of other teams stepping up yeah, as much as Brisbane, obviously going backwards a little bit, but yeah, the 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 glamour club, the shine, it's off a little bit. But Cocksmith, twenty twenty three offers an opportunity to uh, turn things around for them because they went pretty big with their off season signing in uh, Reese Walsh, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, look, he's a good pickup for them. Although, although, let's be honest, you know, Reese has played moments of first grade. Mm. Uh, he hasn't played a full season yet of first grade. He's still very young. He's had a, a few off off field has. demons as well, um, so I, I still say he's unproven. I still say that we haven't seen Reese Walsh play a season of, of NRL, um, and that's when you can start to rate players. I think you know, notwithstanding injuries and everything yep. else, I think once you've seen him go through fifteen games straight, week in week out then we're going to see the real Reese Walsh. And, and sometimes it takes players a few years. You know, you look at Drinkwater uh, up in North Queensland. He's mm-hmm. really only come online this year um, as being a player that's probably worth, uh, you know, the six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars A regular, a regular difference maker. Yeah. You know, rather than um, showing bits and pieces. Yeah. Bits and pieces, which, you know, a lot of a lot of – when I say a lot, a few juniors come in, a few young guys come in and flash it up in first grade, and then, and then you know, burn out very quickly and have to go back and you know figure out what they did right and wrong and work on their game in the lower grades. And and you know, I, I guess that's part of the development of an NRL player. Reese Walsh though is a very good pickup for them because you know last year they had um, they had a few different fullbacks. They started off with. Um, uh, what's his name? Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. So they started off with him, and I think he was going to be the next. You know, uh, a couple he was of years he's the... been the next one, and then it was him uh, keeping the seat warm for 
Tessie New and Tessie New, yeah. Then we um, heard Bobby Farmworth wanted to play fullback, and then they went and got Reese Walsh. That's right, and I mean, Back. even when even when the MILF got there first, you know, they spoke about him as a fullback, you know, because he pretty successfully played fullback for the Raiders. The Raiders, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, his height is obviously always going to be a problem for him, as as we've spoken about before. But Reese Walsh is a good pickup, real live wire, real quick on his feet, um, a little bit unpredictable, um, and and probably the p- kind of player that they need. Yeah, that's what um, I think. I think that's where his fit looks good. And yeah, I want to get to the Kevy Walters situation in a second, but before we talk about his tenure and ability to get a new contract, etc., it's pretty impressive what Kevy's been able to do to go from being in charge when Reese Walsh went to the Warriors because he couldn't get his first grade money to getting him back to play first grade <laughs> as his fullback on really big first grade money. It's a fair effort from Kevin Walters. I mean, he gets as his people that malign him and people can argue, oh, it's the CEO or it's the old boys or it's Benny Icon or whatever. But at the end of the day, Kevy's made this happen. This is pretty impressive, I think. Kevy's made it happen, but also the dollars has made it happen, mate. I mean, let's not confuse, <laughs> let's not confuse things. I mean, um, it, it is it is fairly true, or a lot a lot of it's fairly true. What Noel Cleal came out, uh, you know, ex Manly great and uh, Roosters great too, yep. uh, came out and and said last week um, that in this era of footballers these days. You know they're they're loaded to the to the hilt with managers, and they get every last cent they can out of clubs. They milk it for every last cent, and it it comes down to a business deal. And I, and I guess that's the way that the new new age footballer looks at it. Um, and I don't think there's too many old school footballers around anymore that'll play for for love and no money. And um, and Reese has, has obviously got a a team around him that's. Um, gotten the deal that they wanted from the Broncos. I don't think it mattered who's in charge. At the end of the day, mate, I mean, I, I know that they want to win competitions, but they also want to load their bank accounts. And if you're going to go to a club with somebody who you may not, you may or may not rate as a great coach, it's not going to matter that much if you're getting the big dollars. You're just, I'm here to do the business, and that's what it is. It's a business. As you say that, you know, that he's come to play for money, et cetera, and we're going to talk about another fullback that was in the Broncos system apparently in Selwyn Cobbo. I wonder if his comments were related to the fact that he didn't get the fullback gig from one K Walters and Reese Walsh was brought in above him. Uh, it's that's fascinating. I want to talk about Kevy and I've tried to be nice there and find a positive. And the big positive is I thought Broncos had finished last in 2022 and I was kind of wrong by a fair margin. Mm. Yeah, Kevy I, I deserves, didn't think that finished last. Kevy deserves a lot of credit for finding a way to be the voice when you're struggling to then being the voice when you're winning. Pardon me, speaking of voices. And what is lost is his tenure, his uh, longevity in this role. Ben Iken was brought in after Kevy's been made coach. And Ben Iken is, as we've seen on Fox, etc., he's he was pretty honest about he's going to change this club. They've got Dave Johnny here as the CEO from Melbourne. There are there are things in place that look more long term than Kevy, I guess is what I'm getting at. And the thing with Kevy is his team was in the top four mix most of last year, then they fell away towards the end. Two questions for you. What has Kevy got to do to keep his job? But second, if he doesn't keep his job, who's he keeping it warm for? 
But is there a name that's even out there that makes any sense? Is there someone that you've heard in the grapevine that might actually walk into that gig? I know it's a two-part question, but what 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 keeps him in the gig? And and if it's not, who's he keeping it warm for? Just, I'm not sure he can stay in the gig. Mm. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that much past next year he will be coached there. Um, barring a top four finish in the in the premiership in the in the minor premiership, I I can't see him. Can't see him. He, he seems to be. They seem to be waiting for something, and I don't believe it's Bellamy. Mm. Um, I think I think Bellamy's kind of you know uh, what's Belly? He's about 60, 64 years old, 63, yeah, 64 years old. Yeah, and he's openly so, said for what five years? It's my last year, my last year, it's yeah, my last year. Yeah. And Brisbane have had cracks at him. Brisbane have definitely yeah. had cracks at him in the last you know decade. Well, see, I, I'm old enough to remember when Belly Ake was a head coach, was their, their head trainer mm-hmm. at, at the Broncos. When I first started shooting football, he was a head trainer and, and Bennett was coach. Fun, fun um, fact, Canberra chose yeah. Matt Elliott over Craig Bellamy. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, look, I, th- I think he is there, – there are quite a few young coaches that, that could come in. Um, I still think that they would probably need a coaching director of sorts mm. if they're going to do that. Guys like Jason Riles um, could come in and, and do the job. Um, who he's highly regarded at the moment, um, mm. but then again, you know we we do have a couple of young youngish coaches in or rookie youngish coaches in the NRL at the moment that are, you know, Adam O'Brien. I I've got to give him a D uh, for last year or an E. Um, uh, Justin Holbrook not doing much at the Titans, and they're young guys that were pretty highly regarded, untested coming uh, in. Uh, Holbrook had coached in the Super League, mate. Yeah, but, not in the, but he hadn't coach. he hadn't yeah. hadn't been a head coach in the NRL, and you know, and he hadn't. But they're highly regarded, and you know, the NRL is a bit of a different beast mm. to to everything else. So, do the Broncos? You know, I don't think Kevin's. I don't think Kevin's doing a, a terrible job. Do they want to shove him for somebody that may not be proven? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the way they want to go. But if they do, if they do get a young coach, they have to have a coaching director. And does Kevin, Kevy go into that job, or do, does another senior figure like Bellamy come in? I, I don't know. This is a this is a puzzle that doesn't seem to have an end for me. I've um, I've got a theory for you. I got I got to go on, toss it up. On. So the narrative around Kay Walters in the last twelve months has been nice fella, um, inspirational can get players, you know, uh, ready for the game, but can't coach. No, he's not an excellent guy. I see, guys. I see him. I see him as an assistant coach. Yeah, more that's than the that's the that's the rap from the players and the chat around. Mm-hmm. And everybody seems to point to one guy as the guy who's more of the coach for Brisbane in A Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I have a theory, Cocksmith, that mm-hmm. Kevy's warming the seat for A Ray. You really think that that Renault's going to? Graduate after playing with these guys for two or three years. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's uh, by accident that we're hearing about how good a planner and game game creator and and the like that the A-Ray's been off the field, not just on the field for Brisbane. Mm. I have a feeling that he's off contract at the end of next year, at the end of twenty twenty four. 
I have a feeling you'll see him go straight into the job because I don't think there is a standout candidate out there. I know you spoke about Riles and a few others, but I don't think they're going to retread. I think this is this is Brisbane's game here. They've convinced A-Ray to come up and uproot from Sydney and go to Brisbane. He keeps saying he loves it up there. He's getting paid over a million bucks a year to, to be the player in his, in his golden years. Uh, how long does the body last? It may only last this season, Boxman. He may not go into 2024. And... If he's got this rapport with all the young fellas and Reese Walsh comes in and plays a year with with Aray, you can you can yeah, put it down as a, a as a speculator, but I I don't see another standout candidate out there that makes more sense than Aray taking over as head coach in twenty twenty four or twenty five. A lot a lot can happen, you know. We, we we do still have a couple of coaches that aren't coaching. Remember that. I mean, and I always refer to him first and. I don't even really know him and he's never really, you know, but Jeff Toovey's a guy that could still coach. Why Why hasn't he got a coach's job? You know, he, he, if you have a look at his record with Manly, it was pretty good. Mm. Um, better than Holbrook. We, we did recently than, on one of the recruitment whispers. We talked yeah, about that. Yeah. Better than O'Brien, you know, um, probably better than Kevin. Mm. Um, you could do worse, but yeah, who knows, mate? I, 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 just with a few comments that have been coming out, you know, I think it was uh, Cobbo and who was the other one? Gamble that had a little. Who was it? Gamble, Gamble was at the door. He was going out the yeah. door when he said it. Yeah, they both had a they both had a shot at Kevy and his coaching or, or lack of ability um, in that department. <sighs> probably, probably pretty flippant comments from well, from one guy who's leaving, you can expect a parting shot. But another guy who's there and a young guy that's highly regarded and has been looked after by Kay Walters for a lot of off field stuff that hasn't been exactly professional. It's a little eye opening, and and you've got to wonder what the thoughts are there when you make a comment like that. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, they're on a podcast; they get relaxed, they have a beer, and they don't know what they're saying." Please, mm. please, I know they're being recorded. You go to someone's house, or if you go to someone's office and they they pull out the the cameras and the mic, you get. You don't want to say stuff that could haunt you later on. It doesn't matter how comfortable you get. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't think Kevy's there for long, mate. I think twenty. If if they fail to make the eight this year, he's gone. He's finished. Right. Uh, in speaking of timelines, they start the year poorly and they'll punt him. That's my theory. Uh, they were ninth in twenty twenty two. Hold on, hold yeah. on. Don't don't just carry on like that. Who fills in for him then? We're going to get a captain coach, are we? A biking. Biking do everything. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're just going to flick him before. This goes back to my opener. Goes back to my opener, Cocksmith. They can't. They can't see or accept their team not being one of the, you know, golden clubs. And if they, you know, stumble out of the gate after the year of hope that was last year, uh, I think that they could make a move up there. And that's not really fair on Kevy, but it's what it is. And I'm saying okay. I'm sticking with the narrative. A Ray. Coach. Who's his Who's his main assistant up there, mate? He's had about three, hasn't he? I thought he had Terry Madison and Steve Walters was there and a few. But he's moved a few on. I don't even know. Couldn't even tell you who's actually still okay. on staff. John Carwright was there. and We'll have to look that up. We'll have to, mm-hmm. we'll have to keep our eyes open when the season begins. All right. So Reese Walsh comes in. He's the big the big ticket item. They signed Money to Power, who got a contract. And it's kind of yeah. surprising that he ended up at the Broncos because they seem to have been really hitching their wagon to young forwards as of late. And they've brought in a, a veteran who... To be honest, I felt he tapered away pretty ordinarily at the end of last towards the end of last year. He 
he wasn't being given those important minutes by Manly, uh, by coaches that had him for a while and D Hasler. Maybe Desi knew what was going on, but he's had an off season to to be ready and train by himself, which may freshen him up. He's almost yeah. had his holiday. Uh, yeah. What do you make of it? I, I don't well, see it as well, more of a bench rotation role. Well, as far as far as as far as Desi goes, Desi got fired. Um, by the way, he's another coach that's available for mm. employment. Um, he got fired. Maybe there was a falling out. Maybe Marty wasn't trusted as much. I don't know. Marty's not getting any younger, no. but I think he still. I think he still offers something. And I think you know, if you look at the the forward pack that they've got here in in Hass Flegler. Ricky, maybe not Capewell, but Carrigan, they're all young yeah. uh, and they probably could do with an old head around them. Um, I don't mind it, to be honest with you, to power going up there. Um, you know, just I'll, I'll be honest, I like Marty as a bloke. I think he's a really good fella as well. It just seems but, like a shift in philosophy, which yeah, surprising. Maybe I, they I need that. Like, maybe they need it. How'd yeah. they go last year? Um, so, mm. yeah, Marty comes in. Um, Look, he'll do the job from for a year or two. Probably the first year will be the most valuable year. Um, and and I know that he's a bit of a motivator as well, Marty. He, people like to have him around. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. The other pickups, Jock Madden declared he didn't want to start at the Tigers if he wasn't starting, and now he's signed a play behind Adam Reynolds. Uh, we did cover that in the recruitment whisperers. He's just depth. Uh, JC Arthurs comes back from a season-long line at the Warriors. And they've also got a hooker who's been in the Melbourne system, Tyson Smoothie, who's on a dev contract. They're the, they're the main veterans that come in. But the list that goes out, this is very similar to what the Bulldogs and the Tigers have done. And I'm going to give Icon and Donaghy and Walters credit here. They've started to clear the dead weight, Cocksmith, which is what yep. you've got to do if you're going to turn your club around. Uh, yep. Tessie News gone. Jermaine Asako, Brenko Lee, Tamari Martin, Tyson Gamble, Jake Turpin, Zach Hosking, Ryan James and David Mead. They were all part of the squad last year who have been moved on. Again, a group of eight players. Your roster's thirty. That's a quarter year roster. Nearly, you know, uh, it's the way to do it. And Keenan Pelosi has gone to the Titans for next year, and it meant that they've had to promote some youth. And there's a batch of young players that are coming through, which are going to follow the likes of the Ezra Mams and the Jordan Rickies, who have made their their name known the last two years. I want to talk about Ezra Mam quickly, and this refers more to the and we'll go to their team in a second. But I want to talk about the fact that. I think the fit that he has now amongst A-Ray and Walsh is perfect for him because I think he's a runner. Well, he needs to do more than he did last year, mate. Honestly. I mean, I didn't find it that impressive okay. what he got up to last year. I, I need to see a lot more from him. If you're going to be a 5'8 in the Broncos jersey, you need to be doing more. You need to be more effective. Um, in fact, I see Reese Walsh as probably a, um, a nice fit in the six jersey. Maybe not straight away, but um, okay. So you, you okay? I, again, the the issue that I we talk about the Ponga thing, which is still crazy, but you got a guy who doesn't want the the heavy traffic coming at him, and so plays mm. fullback, and we're going to move him to the the line. Uh, doesn't make as much sense. I think I think I think it's where I think it's where you can be most effective, mate. Um, and uh, Reese Walsh with the the ball in his hands is is really effective. And is is he best at one or is he best at six? Um, you know, if, if you, your halfback's if Reynolds, I think one, because he's going to touch the ball all the time. I don't think you you need to be in that first receiver role, which some five eights play. But well, if that's the, if, runner, if, he's a support player. I like him. If that's the case, I mean, if you're going to do that, you could virtually put Carrigan at six. 
you know, and, hey, and have someone and have someone running like that. Um, you know, so I, I know what you're saying, but I, I don't see maybe not this year. I don't see Walsh getting the six on this year, but um, going forward, he's that kind of player that could. And then if you've got another option like Cobbo, um, who mm. could play fullback, well, then he's not even the next know. in line. I don't think, mate. I think the next in line is Farnsworth. Herbie wants his money, and Herbie wants his fullback money. Mm. And, then he, and then he'll happily retire back to the three or four. <laughs> uh, Jordan Ricky, what's your take on him? Because I think he's a little bit overhyped. Mm. I think he's yeah. I think he's been pumped up a little bit too much. Um, but again, he, he's one of those players. Just when you forget he's there, he'll he'll, he'll yeah. pop up and and he's and you you're like whoa. He, Every sort of four to five games, you go. Oh, that's why he's mm. starting and playing yeah. on an edge. He's only young though, isn't he? What is he? Twenty three. Yeah, he's in the, in the in the sort of early twenties. He's he's got yeah. some. But my thing with him is, I just don't know whether he's got the. When I say extra dimensions, I don't mean always in a in an attacking sense. I want to yeah. see him be a shut down back rower if he's going to play mm. on that edge and look after a ray. Um, yeah, Capewell. You know, he's been he's offered him good value, but. It, He's a complimentary player, Coxman. Not a star. Yeah. Uh, and you add that to the Haas, Carrigan show, both quality last season. Uh, you'd actually argue that Haas maybe had a down year last year. Uh, yeah, I think so. Going on, but Carrigan certainly bounced back from his knee, Rico. Flagler's the other one that, that fits in the Ricky mould of you want to see more from. And from what they understand to be, he's supposedly on like a big contract already. He's the other bloke that's off contract. So the two big guys off contract for them for um, 2024 are Farnworth and Flegler. And yep. yeah, it's a big, big time for Flegler to stand up and say, well, I didn't just play Origin for no reason. Uh, mm. you know, and can I keep Marty on the bench? We've got some pretty yep. okay support guys in Jensen, Hetherington, Palisade is pretty good depth. I, I want to take, uh, have you got the team in front of you that we're predicting yeah, around one? Do you want to go through it? Yeah, so you've got Walsh at fullback. Uh, you got Corey Oates and Selwyn Cobbo on the wings, Katoni Staggs and Herbie Farnworth in the centres, Ezra Mam, 5'8", Adam Reynolds, halfback. Uh, Patrick Carrigan, lock. Second rowers, uh, Jordan Ricky and Kurt Capewell. Front rowers are uh, Thomas Flegler, Payne Haas. And you've gone for a real surprise, I think, here. And you've put uh, the golden child, Billy Walters, at hooker. I think he's their best hooking option. You don't think Corey Pace is better? Okay, I, I disagree. But I don't rate I don't rate either of them that highly. That's the problem. I I, I disagree. I'd put, I'd put Corey in there. I think he's a better, uh, uh, more, uh, more attacking and um, offers a little bit more at a dummy half than Billy. I think Billy's very safe. Okay. Um, and and you know I, I think I think Billy's got his job there because of his surname. To be honest with you, I mean I know that sounds harsh. Um, I actually think he's he's a bit of a spark plug. I don't mind it if you're yeah. gonna. I, don't, I haven't seen anything with Pakes that says, wow, I've got to play him in first grade. Mm. So you'd argue he looks safer to me than, than Walters. Okay. But okay. I, yeah. About time we disagree on something. Uh, yeah. Corey Pakes is on the bench. Kobe Hetherington, Tapao, and Jensen. Uh, Jensen, good value for him last year. Hetherington, yeah. he looks like he's good enough to play starting minutes, but the problem there is they've got a packed back row, and I haven't even got to probably their best forward prospect. And he's not even in the seventeenth. Uh, yeah. There's not much to dislike about that seventeen. I don't think Coxman. 
I no, I, I look. I, I see. I see deficiencies everywhere, but that's a salary cap thing, and mm. um, not everywhere. I see deficiencies in certain places, but um, with every team. But um, I don't think it's a bad team at all. I, I you know, and, and if if Adam Reynolds stays fit, um, you know, which is a, the the big asterisk, but yeah. if, if he does, then you know you've got your leader on the field, um, and he he does control games very very well. Um, uh, you know, maybe arguably one of the top game managers in in the game at the moment, and you know he controls the tempo, he controls the the direction they're going. He's all talk. Um, he's he's a great halfback. I really like that. Let's hope he's let's hope his body holds up. You like that, their back line like that? Yeah. They've got tries in them. Oh, yep. Stags, Farmworth, Cobbo. There's tries there. I agree. It's there, and yeah. I don't think you've got a. Halfback who's not going to pass the ball or kick the ball or try things. Mm. Yeah, that's why I think Man fits the gap a little bit as a support player rather than a playmaker, uh, because mm. Walsh can play that second playmaker role alongside Reynolds. The big hole, though, Cocksmith, as much as I like the Stags and the Cobos, etc., is is at nine. The fact that we're both sitting here going, one of us likes Walters, one of us likes Pakes, says everything. And, and we don't. And, there isn't one. And, like, yeah, and and let's be honest. I mean, without disrespecting those players too much, but if you were building a team, your team, mm. would you have either of them anywhere near the team? No. I don't think so. They do have they do have a shining light. We we'll get to the prospects now, and this is always interesting when it comes to Brisbane because they generally have the pick of the the, the Queensland talent. That's just the way it works. They identify them really early. They give them lots of money, and then they try and hold on to them. They've got a few. They've got Brennan Piakura, who is a back rower, who's played two games of first grade. Uh, he yep. actually finally showed something of note at the World Cup for the Cook Islands. But his body hasn't held together for him, Cocksmith, to end up in first grade. And it looks like there's two blokes sitting ahead of him that are going to get the first crack, if not for the whole season, but for a couple of years in Capewell and Ricky. So Piakura's got a massive job to get you know, a regular spot in first grade that's not just on the bench. You've got Dean Mariner, who's a hyped outside back, who got a couple of games, I think, at the end of last year. I still haven't seen enough to say, wow, you know, he forced his way into that three-quarter line. Yeah. The name yeah. that everybody in Brisbane is talking about is Blake Moser. The next mm. Cameron Smith, other words, have been used from Brisbane people about this kid already. I haven't seen him play. I don't know his style, only based on what you read. But... Fair amount of pressure on a young bloke who is in the top 30. He is eligible for first grade as of round one, Clocksmith. Yeah. Just heavy throw a Hail Mary and just go, well, I love your son, but you go onto the bench, Corey Pakes misses out, and they give this Ezra kid, uh, this uh, Moser kid a chance. Is this, what, is this what Kevy's going to have to do to keep his job, I guess is what I'm asking. I, I don't know if he does it in round one, but I'll tell you, if they don't fire by about round three, Moser will be a first grade player. Um <sighs> You know, I don't think I don't think Kevy's afraid to do that. Mm. I don't think I don't think he's afraid to take chances like that, uh, especially if the pressure starts to load up and they lose one or two out of their first you know couple. Um, I think he he starts to look for answers, and you know, must be very frustrating for Kevy because he's been this is his second he's been there for two full years, right? So, and quite often he's asked the question, and the team hasn't answered. Mm. You know, and the as as a lot of you know old hardhead footballers have said, um, 
there's only there's only two things to change in a football team, and that's the coach or the players. <laughs> uh, and if the players aren't doing it for you, you uh, you know, as a coach that's in control, you start to rotate them and you yep. start to bring in people as or as many as you can, given the the cap and everything like that. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised that in the first half couple of, uh, first half dozen games, Moser gets his chance if if they're not. Pumping. I think they're they're sort of going to be forced down this route because we've identified their forward pack's pretty good. Yeah, back line's got points in them. They've got two gun players in their spine, but yep. they have a massive hole with Hooker. Mm. It's it's a big hole. It's, it's a big hole, it's, and, and it's the reason I haven't got them in the eight, Coxsmith. Well, let me ask you this: yep. if they had have, if they had have recruited Coruscant last year, what would you think? There's there's no reason they don't make the finals if they've got a player like that at nine. And and the, the beauty of a guy like him is he knows how to play with gun halves. He's yes. done it. I think he's played with Reynolds before, hasn't he? When he was at South. Yes. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, uh, they would have played that grand final together. I mean, we we talk about you know good recruitment from teams and Tigers did really well, but we touched on it on the Dragons pod. Like, yeah. why was there a bigger market for Abby Coruscant? It's I don't know. It's really surprising. I don't know, mate. Yeah. Uh, there's one other prospect they do have in the system who had a knee recon, I think, last year. He's had a few issues. His name's Xavier Willison. He's a big, big unit um, forward. Mm. And okay. unfortunately, TC Rabadi's got in trouble with the law, so I don't think he'll be anywhere near first grade. They have other depths just, in Jesse Arthur's quickly. Just, uh, Deloise Hota, Jordan Pereira, and Logan Bayless, the other big names in the... In the, well, the just on TC, just yeah. on TC Rabadi being in trouble off the field, how do you think Payne Haas is going to go this year, given, uh, you know, uh, we know that uh, certain members of his family have had some big problems with the law? That's got to be a distraction, don't you think? Well... I'm just waiting for the inevitable up contract upgrade again. That's, okay. that's I guess we'll be, wait and see. That on seems that. to be one of the things that he focuses on during the season. Like sad he's a businessman. He is. He's a businessman. And, and he's also realizing that he's a big boy whose body may not last for the normal duration of the thing. I, I get it. I understand why that's his his mentality. Okay. So you don't have him. You don't have him in I've, the eight. I've got in with tears. We talked about tears. You've got one to four, five to ten, eleven to fourteen, fifteen to seventeen. I've got him back in the eleven to fourteen role. I think the lack of hooker, and I, I just, I don't trust the way this team has been managed, and that's not just on Kevy. I think that's the biggest problem they've got is that the players are running around eggshells around him, and the worry that they start badly and he ends up out of a job. I just don't think that 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 combines to go. Yeah, got to have them in the top eight, and so then I got to ask myself: Are they in the nine and ten spots, which is that next tier? And I, I'm not convinced. So I've got them, I've got them down in twelfth. Cocksmith, I've got I've got them going backwards, even with Reese Walsh and Tapao joining the squad and getting rid of dead weight. It doesn't make sense, but I had them fifteen, uh, sixteenth last year, so I've got them up by four. So look at that positive. Mm. I got them finishing tenth. I say they don't make the eight. I've got to yep. finish in tenth. So the five um, to ten bracket for you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you got them going back as well. Yeah, and I, and I see Kevy losing his job. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't know who to at the moment, but um, you know, I've, I've got an open mind as far as you, you say about Reynolds. It could happen. I doubt it will, only because he's he's so recently been playing football. Um, but I think he's going to have to do a two or three year apprenticeship somewhere somehow. I don't doubt that he'd make a good coach. Um, you know, he's a, he is a good communicator, a good bloke, very smart footballer. But I see, you know, to finish that Broncos thing up, mate, I see that they have made some improvements. I just don't know if it's going to translate to 
um, the field to where they want the success to be. Uh, I think Dave Donaghy and Donaghy and uh, your mate Benny are going to be looking for a new head coach. At the very least, a coaching director, as you said before. Yep. I boil everything into Brisbane down to the hamstrings of A-Ray. Adam Reynolds' yep. hamstrings hold up, then I'm going to look like I'll have egg on my face again for two straight years. But could they, that's my could, concern. I, I just can't see them staying staying together. And and if he's not there, that's the, that's Brisbane. Mm. But how could you? Could they have backline? It's A-Ray. Could they have sent him to the uh, hamstring whisperer? Hey, he's got should, a. I, th- I think um, they should have. You, your, your stint's over. We established that that you you, you came through the flying colours with your visit. Uh, Tommy's mm. over there now. Paps is back. Why not? Mm. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Exactly. Why not? That's episode two hundred and eighty. Everybody of not the footy show. We're just running out of Zoom time, Coxsmith. So unless there's anything you yep. really wanted to jump on before we wrap, I think that that'll do not, us. Not right now, mate. But I'm I'm good. I'm good to do another pod over the weekend if you want. But oh, probably oh. Sunday after Sunday afternoon. I'm not playing cricket. We are on like Donkey Kong. That's all depends on my body and my hamstrings holding up. So maybe I should be the one visiting uh, the man in Philly. Uh, That's episode 280, the Brisbane Broncos Broncos deep dive uh, roster and recruitment for 2023. Where have you got Brisbane? Uh, Those legends of you out there watching on YouTube, keep coming with the comments. Uh, Lots of people watching uh, the last couple episodes. We really appreciate it. And you're watching for a long time. So thank you very much. Cocksmith, I think it's time for you to give us your best David Beckham again because uh, words still no good through. McArdle, he's still not impressed. No, McArdle. Pepsi. Not the footy show. Show? Actually, you know, he he does it up. Pepsi. I don't Pepsi. know. Pepsi. Pepsi. Not the footy show. Show? You've been sleeping over there. Pepsi.